You're listening to Speak Lord. I'm Ryan Rogers. How do we live well when we live in a spiritual war? I recently preached on the three angels' messages of Revelation 14, and they conclude with describing those who are faithful to God in an end-time spiritual war. They are those who keep the commandments of God and have the faith of Jesus. In my study for that message, I went in a direction that I didn't have time to share, so I'm going to share it here on Speak, Lord, this week and next week. There's a parallel passage to that one in Revelation 12 that describes the church when Satan is attacking them, waging war against the saints. And it says that they keep the commandments of God and have the testimony of Jesus. So what I did in this study is I looked up every other time that John uses the word commandments and every other time he uses the word testimony And they give a picture of what he might have been thinking when he wrote commandments and testimony as the keys to living well when we live in a spiritual war. So this week I'm going to share what John might have been thinking when he wrote the words, keep the commandments of God. He first used that word in John 10, 18. It talks about Jesus saying that no one takes his life from him, but he lays it down on his own accord. Then he says, I have authority to lay it down. I have authority to take it up again. This charge I have received from my Father. And the word commandments is translated as charge. So here it is Jesus receiving a command from the Father. We see a similar thing in John chapter 12, verse 49 and 50. It says, For I have not spoken on my own authority, but the Father who sent me has himself given me a commandment, what to say and what to speak. And I know that his commandment is eternal life. What I say, therefore, I say as the Father has told me. In most of the other instances where John uses the word commandment, he links it to love, and we're going to talk about that. But I think there's something important in these first two uses of the word commandment. In both of them, we find Jesus trusting and yielding to the commandment of the Father when maybe It wasn't his will or didn't fit his logic. This is the Jesus who said, not my will, but yours. So he surrendered completely to the will of the Father, even in what he spoke. This picture of commandment keeping is so valuable in the spiritual war we find ourselves in. We need a complete trusting surrender. I don't know what to say when I'm attacked by spiritual forces, but I can speak as the Father gives me words. And there are times when his commands don't look like they make much sense, but I can trust that his way is the best way. Our lives are lived out in the context of spiritual war, and it's just increasing in intensity as we come closer to the second coming of Christ. Things are hard, and they're getting harder. How do we not just shrivel up into a mental wreck? Well, John says that we keep the commandments of God. And part of keeping his commandments is trusting that his way is the best way. That's how Jesus kept the commandments of the Father on this earth. He might not have known the best way or how to navigate the attacks of Satan, but he trusted that his Father's way was the best way. In the rest of the verses where John uses this word commandment, he makes it very clear that he was thinking about love. I'll read some of these. John 13, 34. 
a new commandment I give you, that you love one another just as I have loved you. You also are to love one another. John 14, 15. If you love me, keep my commandments. John 14, 21. Whoever has my commandments and keeps them, he it is who loves me. And he who loves me will be loved by my Father, and I will love him and manifest myself to him. John 15, 10 through 12. If you keep my commandments, you will abide in my love, just as I have kept my Father's commandments and abide in his love. These things I have spoken to you, that my joy may be in you, and that your joy may be full. This is my commandment, that you love one another as I have loved you. 1 John chapter 3, 23-24 And this is his command, that we believe in the name of the Son of God and love one another. Just as he commanded us, whoever keeps his commandments abides in God and God in him. And by this we know that he abides in us by the Spirit whom he has given us. 1 John 4, 21 And this commandment we have from him. Whoever loves God must also love his brother. 1 John 5, 2 and 3 By this we know that we love the children of God when we love God and obey his commandments. For this is the love of God that we keep his commandments, and his commandments are not burdensome. In 2 John verse 1, 5 and 6, Not as though I were writing to you a new command, but the one you have heard from the beginning, that we love one another. And this is love, that we walk according to his commandments. This is the commandment, just as you have heard from the beginning, so that you should walk in it. This study has made it so clear to me that when John is thinking about commandment keeping in Revelation 12, he's thinking love. So to review, first we saw that commandment keeping has to do with trusting that God's way is the best way. We saw that in Jesus trusting the command of the Father and depending on him to live life in the spiritual battle he faced on this earth. And then after that, we see that commandment keeping has to do with loving God and loving others. This is what the whole thing hangs on. It's love. John had so much more to say about love. He was that disciple who Jesus loved. And he also said something so important in 1 John chapter 4. He said, we love because he first loved us. See, we want to know how to live well when we live in a spiritual war. And we could say, well, I just got to love. And that's true. But we can't do it on our own. It's not about me trying with all my might to love better. It's actually about receiving the perfect love of God in a way that shapes me into a lover of God and a lover of others. Life is really tough and it's getting tougher. The Bible tells us we're in a spiritual war and it's getting more intense. How do we live well when we live in a spiritual war? By being continually shaped by God's love into a passionate lover of God who trusts that God's way is the best way and chooses it every time. It doesn't come from me. It doesn't start with my effort. It comes from the love of God and he has the ability to shape us into people of love. And that's how we live well when we live in a spiritual war. I think that's what John is communicating when he talks about the dragon being enraged with the church and going off to make war on her offspring. And he describes them as those who keep the commandments of God and have the testimony of Jesus. The spiritual warfare is going to attack you today. 
It's going to tempt you to think that there is a way that's better than God's way. It's going to feel right. It's going to look right. And love says, no, I trust that God's way is the best way. And I'm going to choose that because I'm in love with that God. The spiritual warfare is going to come to us today and tempt us to see others in an unloving way, to think of them as less than us or undeserving of our kindness. But we don't live well in this spiritual war when we live outside of love. Keeping God's commandments would mean that we choose love for those people when it doesn't feel natural. There are so many ways to be torn apart by the spiritual war, but one way to live well is to be continually shaped by God's love into a lover of God who actually trusts that his way is the best way and chooses it every time. How is God speaking to you? Speak, Lord. Your servant is listening. You can find more of Speak, Lord at PastorRyanRogers.com or by searching for Palmer SDA Church wherever you get podcasts.